Welcome to Charter School Conversations, a weekly podcast for the Utah Charter School community. I'm your host, Gina James, with the Utah Association of Public Charter Schools. We'll do a little board training, have conversations with charter school leaders, and touch on issues that affect us all. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Today, we are discussing the APEL, or APPLE program, which is a way for teachers to be licensed. Um, But before I go into it anymore, let me introduce Joylyn Lincoln, who, for uh, the Utah Association of Public Charter Schools, is our Director of Teacher Licensing. So let's just start from the basics, the beginning. What is the APEL, or APPLE program, and why can't I decide on which way to say it? (laughs) So it's an acronym, And in education, educators love acronyms. There's so many. (laughs) So this one is for the Alternative Pathway to Professional Educator License. And somebody at the state office thought it would be fun to call it Apple, even though that's not how you spell Apple. Um, Lots of times we hear it also referred to as a Pell, so that people don't write it in an email and spell it incorrectly. So it's just an Alternative Pathway to Professional Educator Licensing. Now, why would someone need an alternative pathway to professional educator? How, what's the non-alternative way? <laughs> so there's the traditional route for educator licensing, which is what I went through. I went to teacher college. When I just graduated from high school, I was super excited to become a teacher. But sometimes our best teachers, um, they come later in, in, their, in their career process. They might have gone to school to be a bioengineer and then decided, hey, I'd actually like to teach. Um, I always joke that this is my retirement plan, that my husband is going to do an Apple program in a couple years. He's a computer programmer right now, but his degree is in molecular biology with minors in chemistry and physics. So he would be a really good candidate because he loves to work with teenagers to come into teaching and to teach physics and to teach chemistry and to teach computer science after he's been in the professional world and really had that experience of a professional time. So that's our retirement plan is we're just going to go teach so these people that are teaching, they're not like unqualified or uneducated mm-hmm. people. These are educated people in their field that they want to teach, but maybe just didn't go originally to yeah, university these are for people teaching. They really have a lot of solid content knowledge. And we really look for people that are in those hard science courses, those math classes, computer science, where they've got really hands-on experience. And then when they come into teaching, they bring that real-world experience with their content knowledge into teaching. So in the Apple program, we work a lot with them to develop the pedagogy um, and how to become a really effective teacher um, while they're doing it. Explain what pedagogy is. Pedagogy is really like the art of teaching. It's how you do your classroom management, how you do assessments, how you build lesson plans. So it's the nuts and bolts and the, the creativeness of teaching. And so some people with that content knowledge may not have that because... Those are classes that you take at university if you're in a teacher college or something, learning to train as a teacher. So what does an Apple program entail? What do people have to do? And then we'll get into what UAPCS does with our Appel program. And before we get into it too, Apple program, it's a it's an approved licensing program across the state. So you're going to see it in all of your district schools. Um, I have counterparts that work in district schools and some other charter schools. So it's it's not a unique to charters licensing route. 
it's a route that's utilized across the state of Utah. Oh, I think that's a great point. Yeah, this is just something to license teachers wherever they teach. Right. District schools, charter schools. There's there's no discrimination, and it's only available for charter schools. And it's also not that these teachers aren't licensed. They have the content knowledge, and they have a temporary license as they finish the process. And we work very closely with them to finish the process. So a couple of the elements of it are the content knowledge. First, we want to make sure that the teachers know the content and that they have that experience and that knowledge. So we look at content knowledge, and then we look at pedagogy, which is that art of teaching, where you really learn the nuts and bolts in the classroom. Then there's also a lot of evaluations and observations. We want these teachers to spend time observing really good teachers and learning from them, and then also being evaluated. Students don't ever have a do-over year, so it's really important that they always have a highly qualified educator in front of them, somebody that really understands how to teach. And so we really want to support our Apple candidates so that they their students get the best opportunities. So Apple candidates are current teachers with current licenses. Maybe let's step back just a second and talk about the levels of teacher licensing. So in the state of Utah, there are three licenses. Um, There's a professional license, and that's kind of the top of the pyramid. That's the license everybody is working to. Um, There's what's called an associate's license, and this is a license, it's a temporary license while you finish that professional license. This um, associate license is given in an Apple program for somebody that has the content and is working on the pedagogy. It's also given to all of our student teachers across the state and all of our interns. That's how they're able to teach in the classroom is under this temporary license. It means we're not just throwing you in there to teach all by yourself, but we're supporting you through the process. So the Apple program supports just like the support is provided for a student teacher or an intern. And then the final way to license is called an LEA-specific license or a local education agency license. And that's given by the school district or the charter school itself. And again, it has the same requirements as the associate license. So it's making sure that you have the content and you're learning the pedagogy, and then we're going to support you through that process as you um, work towards that professional license. Okay, so let's talk about how someone goes about getting in the teaching profession, and then working toward that professional license if they didn't have it, you know, the professional license to begin with. So if somebody wants to go into education and they don't have that professional license, but they would really like to be a teacher, the first place they need to start is to get their associate license. And you do that by just applying for that at the state um, on their website. They have an associate license. Or you can go to a school and see if they will hire you under that LEA-specific license. Um, Once you have a position or you have that associate license in place, then somebody reviews your transcripts and they go through and say, yes, they have all of the content knowledge necessary and they have this pedagogy, but they need this pedagogy or they need this content. So they're really making sure that they're meeting all of the requirements that a regular teacher who went through a teacher college needed to meet. So all of those requirements are still the same. We're just going to meet them as we're teaching as opposed to meeting the requirements and then teaching. So how does the UAPCS program work? So for us, um, once a teacher is hired with a charter school that's a partner, then they go ahead and apply for our program. Um, They do that by filling out just a Google link, and then we ask for the transcripts, and we begin reviewing and building their plan. The really cool thing is 
is each plan is customized based on the experience and the knowledge that the person has. So I'm able to go through all of their experience and knowledge and then check off the requirements that the state has and build a plan to help them fulfill the remaining requirements. So there is a set structure of certain requirements, you know, the minimums that all teachers must meet to be able to have that professional license in, right. in Utah, correct? And those minimums are the same whether they come through a teacher college or whether they come through an Apple program. They still have to meet the same requirements. So how do how do applicants kind of fill in those holes? You know, if there's, do they have to go to take certain classes? Is there competency they can show? I mean, how does that... Because if it's so individual for each person, that just seems like overwhelming (laughs) to figure out. And as a candidate to be like, oh my gosh, what are these holes? What am I lacking? And that's really where an Apple director like myself comes into play is we take where they're at and then we help them find coursework that's necessary. Or if they have the understanding, then we help them um, demonstrate that through competencies. Um, And they go through and do what's called a micro-credential stack usually requires them filming themselves, teaching and reflecting and demonstrating that they can do the requirements. Oh, so this is like multimedia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to, to have. Now, I know that there's a PPAT. I, I've, I've heard that floated around the office here. Explain what that is to That me. is the pedagogical performance assessment. And that's required of all educators. Again, there's really not a difference in requirements whether you come through teacher college or through an Apple program. And it's a test that says that you can really do everything that your coursework says you can do. And it's kind of a a pretty intense test. It actually takes three months to finish. And um, it's built with four tasks. And each task takes anywhere from 10 to 20 hours. So you're looking at a minimum of 40 hours to complete this exam. So this is completely different than just like, filling out a paper or writing a paper, it's its pretty intense. It is really intense. The, the teacher candidate is asked to do a deep dive into our students to understand all of their backgrounds. Um, when we talk about backgrounds, we're looking at ethnicity, um, ability, um, and even likes or dislikes. If you have a student that really likes dinosaurs and they're struggling in reading, well, maybe providing dinosaur books for them will help them engage in reading. So we really have to get to know our students. And so we spend the first task totally doing a deep dive into all of the teacher's students. What are the other tasks? Um, We look at assessment and how we adapt assessment based on our student needs. So going back to that deep dive of getting to know our students, what adaptations need to be made so that the student can be successful. Now, when we want a student successful on an exam, we're not lowering the standards. We're creating an opportunity for the student to rise to the standards. Um, And then we spend another task really working on lesson development and making sure, ensuring that we are meeting all of the state core curriculum requirements and, and, again, tailoring it to our students. And then the last one is my favorite. It's the TikTok one. At least that's what I call it. The TikTok challenge. (laughs) Because the teachers have to record themselves teaching. And the minute you pull out a video camera in a class, every student thinks they're going to be on TikTok and they want to try out their latest dance moves. So we really work with our educators to bring in that camera a a lot sooner in the process so that it's not brand new when the teacher um, is taking the assessment. Now, when I taught years ago, when cameras were just starting to really come into the world of a personal a device, 
something that was obtainable to everybody. I tried to record myself teaching almost every week because as I reflect and go back and watch, it makes me a better teacher. And so we really encourage our students, or not our students, our teachers, as they work through the process, to record themselves often and then reflect on that and improve their teaching. So what do those reflections look like? Is that a written paper that they have to do? Yeah, they'll do a reflection on each of the different aspects of the exam. Wow, that that sounds like a lot. <laughs> it is. But that's good because you want your teachers to be prepared and you want them to know what their strengths are, you know, and to be able to correct the weaknesses. Yeah. And it really, I think, levels that playing field of being able to start off. Like I knew I wanted to be a teacher since I was really young. And that was always my goal. When I went to college, I was going to be a teacher and I lined up all my coursework that way. One of my really good friends, she was went into biology and did a bunch of research for years and years and then found education and is still able to come to the playing field. It's not too late. Where some degrees, it's too late once you're older in life to really put in the time to go back and get that degree. Well, that's good that there's that opportunity to be able to get really qualified people with great content knowledge into the classroom and make sure that they have those skills to teach, teach the children well. <laughs> and I think too, just knowing that there are standards and that they're required of all teachers in the state of Utah. Yeah, that is good to know. Well, thank you for letting us know all about the Appel or Apple program, however you want to say it. But if you email us with questions about it, you're going to email at A-P-P-E-L at utahcharters.org. Thanks, Joylin. You're welcome. Thanks for listening in today. The Utah Association of Public Charter Schools is a nonprofit organization that provides training, advocacy, and technical support to promote excellence in Utah's public charter schools. Learn more about us on our website at utahcharters.org.